Hello and welcome to the Whole Educator Podcast. I'm Becca Silver, CEO and founder of The Whole Educator. In this episode, you'll learn about the three skills us as instructional coaches need to be effective. Stay tuned to find out which of these skills come naturally to us and which skills will need to be developed. See you soon. Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Again, in this episode, you'll learn the three skills research shows that instructional coaches need to be highly effective. I want to start this episode with a story. I was recently asked to work with a set of teachers by their school administration. And so we made a plan and I coached a certain cohort of teachers and one of them said they would be willing to be observed. And so we got other grade levels to come in and observe the teacher and then we pulled them out after and debriefed with them. And the idea was that we wanted them to observe and start teaching in a way that encourages more student-led learning. We wanted the students to direct their learning more instead of it being so teacher-directed. So they go in, they observe the teacher, they're taking notes, they have a reflection sheet, I've organized it to the T, I've structured it, they go into this back room, I follow them, and they have their arms crossed, and they're avoiding eye contact, and general body language that shows we are not into this. So I start to go down the reflection sheet, and we're debriefing, we're talking about the skills needed, the strategies used by the teacher. And I'm asking questions and I'm getting one word answers. And sometimes there's silence. And I am wondering what is going on here? How can I help these teachers? In our schools, we probably put a lot of focus on teaching new concepts and skills in professional development and coaching conversations to help teachers improve their classroom instruction. We meet with them each PLC and help them make lesson plans that meet their students' needs. Sometimes we go into classrooms and we model for our teachers or we co-teach with them. We're doing our very best to help and support our teachers. Some of them, we are seeing consistent improvement and some of our teachers, we're seeing very little to no improvement at all. So what's missing? Why are we impacting some teachers and not others? We certainly wouldn't accept this for our students. Our goal for our students is to impact all children because we truly believe that all of them can learn and thrive in conducive learning environments. But we are willing to accept that some educators are improving and some aren't. 
I know when I first became a coach, I was frantically running around from teacher to teacher trying to help everyone. Some of them I enjoyed working with more than others, probably due to my strengths and frankly, if I was seeing any progress at all. It's frustrating working over and over again with potentially a resistant teacher that's not making any progress. So my question is, what is missing? Research shows that school coaches need to be well-trained in three skills to be highly effective. Those skills are technical skills, conceptual skills, and human skills. Technical skills are your content knowledge. So for example, if you're a reading coach, you have a high level of knowledge around reading pedagogy. You know the different skills and the different strategies needed to teach reading. If you're a technology coach, you would come into the position knowing a lot about the different tech tools and how to use them in different parts of the lesson within a classroom. Conceptual skills are your ability to work with new ideas. That's where you take that beautiful content knowledge that you come into the role with, and you're able to think creatively of how to implement it in classrooms with different strategies and different structures so that it meets different children's needs. And then the last skill is human skills. That's your ability to impact and influence other adults. So typically you, the instructional coach, are hired because of your demonstrated technical skills and your conceptual skills. You were an excellent teacher, having strong classroom knowledge and pedagogy, teaching children, and what's called the Peter Principle happens. The skill set that qualified you to be hired, being an excellent teacher of children, is not the same skill set needed to be successful as a coach for adults. You were hired for your performance in that current role, not for the capabilities needed for your future role. Now, there's a different set of skills needed to teach and influence adult skills, attitudes, and behaviors. Really impacting teachers requires more than being a subject matter expert and demonstrating success in your classroom. You need more. You need to grow and strengthen your human skills. Rarely are the level of those human skills, your ability to influence and motivate others, is it even acknowledged or intentionally developed? It's important that we put a spotlight on teachers' underlying mindsets and motivations, going to the source of what causes ineffective instruction. So going back to that tense group of teachers that had just observed the model classroom and were debriefing and their arms are crossed, and I'm asking them questions, and I realize their issue isn't that they need more skill on having more student-directed learning, they were having mindset issues. So I said to them, what are you afraid of? And one of them said, time. I'm afraid of wasting our precious time. I don't have a long time to teach reading and I need it to be good. 
So instead of risking the time it takes that the student might discover the answer and learn the concept, it's so much quicker for me to just tell them. And what happened after was a really fruitful conversation around their mindsets of what happens in children's brains when they are able to discover the knowledge versus just being told it. And the distinction between engagement and compliance. And we're only able to have that conversation because we started talking about their mindsets. So I want to share with you this movement that we are causing in the whole educator. It's called the Mindsets and Motivations Matter Movement, specifically Teacher Mindsets and Motivations Matter Movement. If you are looking to grow those human skills that we were just talking about and be part of this movement where you learn how to address your teacher's specific mindsets and motivations, we have a very affordable membership for you. Go ahead into the show notes. You can click that link and check out what kinds of possibilities could be possible if you actually did this work for your teachers instead of just hammering home the skills and the knowledge needed to improve. I want you to think about these different skills as tools like Technical skills is like a hammer, and it's really great for hammering in nails. And conceptual skills is like a screwdriver, and it's really great for screwing in screws, right? And what if you have a bolt? That hammer and that screwdriver isn't going to help get it in there. You need a wrench. Those human skills are really important tools to help impact your teacher's and their mindsets and motivations underlie 100% of their behaviors. Come join us in our community and continue joining me for this podcast as you add to your human skills tool belt. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people how you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.